Hey guys! Hello! <laughs> so today I'm here with Callie. She basically used to work at my church. And basically, still... I did. Well, she did. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She used to work at our church as a youth girl for a year, and now we still talk to her and stuff. But she's very wise, so I thought I would have her on to give us some advice today. So, Callie, if you want to introduce yourself, give a testimony. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Hey, I love it. Um, yeah, I did used to work at Briarwood for uh, right out a year. Um, so, I am from Montgomery, went to Troy, got a bachelor's degree in business, and then I went on staff with Campus Outreach for a year, which is a college ministry that was started by Briarwood, and that's kind of what introduced me there, so then moved here, um, and was at Briarwood for a year, and now I work at Tech Systems and IT Staffing, so, you know, we've really come a long way here. <laughs> it's been a big change, but yeah, I guess my testimony, so kind of short, because I can make it really long, is that I grew up an only child not I mean I'm still am an only child but <laughs> I am an only child and so my parents got divorced when I was young um, I think it was two or three and so I lived with my mom and we were super close and like she was my number one person role model she really loved the Lord and was really passionate about um advancing God's kingdom and so she was like reading scripture all the time and teaching me and pouring into other people and like the type of person that would like share the gospel in Walmart and I'd be like okay this is really embarrassing like you don't know these people um but anyways had a passion for evangelism and then dad uh was you know involved in my life I had a pretty weird life growing up like my parents were married without actually living together and being married so it was unique but anyway so in high school my mom was like just such a great role model of how she loves the Lord but I was not living this life and I'm sure she knew it so I was pretty off track in high school just kind of did whatever I wanted to do lived for myself and only cared about myself um which got me into a lot of bad things and then going into college it only got worse and spun out of control and I would like be this person in college and like be this person with all of my friends and then I would go home and be a different person to my mom because I was like oh like I don't ever want to disappoint her because she's like great and this Proverbs 31 woman and so um uh so I just kind of was living this like double standard life but then freshman year of college when she unexpectedly passed away in April I just like had a huge reality check and I think the Lord used that to just kind of open my eyes to himself to see like you are apart from me and during such a low time in life like all I could turn to was Christ there was nothing else to um, uphold me or that would withstand uh, the world was like starting to I was starting to see that like the world was just nothing for me so um, you can only go so many different avenues until you would just get burned out or like still feel nothing. So the Lord was very kind to let me see himself during that. And so started like getting plugged in at church and like reading old things from my mom and her prayer journals and through like different devotionals she went through and seeing like her love for Christ just was like seriously so impactful. And I think it's so sweet to know that like she discipled me throughout my whole entire life and in her passing and like spending eternity with the Lord 
I came to know him through that. So I think it's just cool that like her final last take with me was essentially the Lord using it to open my eyes to him. So anyways, in a nutshell, that's pretty much how I started to walk with the Lord or where he opened my eyes to see him. So cool beans. Anyways. Well, I forgot to ask this. What is, um, what did you, sorry. We went to Sonic again. Oh. <laughs> and what did you get from Sonic? Oh, uh, what did I, a blue power raid slushy <laughs> with nerds. Yeah. <laughs> I got a blue coconut slushy with nerds and a corn dog and tater tots. So as you to, should, as you had should. to grub today. But next, what is your favorite verse? Yep. So Proverbs um, thirty-one, right? Well, no, that is the, one of them. Yeah. And the she laughs without fear. Of the, which one is that? That's Proverbs thirty-one twenty-five. Yeah. Yes, it is one of my mm-hmm. favorite ones. Um, just because, like, I've dealt with anxiety for a long time. Mm-hmm. It, it's gotten significantly better as I've become more sanctified, but. Mm-hmm. It was like something I clung to a lot. So yeah, she laughs without fear, or she laughs without fear of the future. Mm-hmm. Would like calm my nerves a lot. But I would say for this, probably Romans six twenty three for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I just think it like represents the gospel so well. Mm-hmm. You can really break that down. Yeah, could probably spend thirty minutes on that, like Pastor Reed. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what I would say for this, probably. Best advice you could give to young girls, if you could give one piece of advice, or just people in general. Oh, that's so hard. (laughs) Um, Um... It is, but it isn't. I'm like, I feel like I have so much to say on this. But I would say advice that I probably wish I would have had, especially in high school, is, like, really do think for the future. Um, Like, I think so much of your generation can just live for the moment and live for today and be free and spontaneous. And, like, while some of that is good to an extent, I think, like always be forward thinking I mean that with just life in general like have goals for yourself and like really think about what are my next steps to achieve these goals um and how is that gonna look because you can just waste so much time and then get to a place where you're like what am I doing in life Mm -hmm. um well I question that every day so maybe I'm not the best person to give (laughs) advice on that but But aside from that, I would say, I guess the best advice for me, like spiritually would be just like stay rooted in the word, Um, especially as you go to college and stuff like the world is going to be at your fingertips. Like, and I say that and I'm sure that you guys have like contemplated that or thought like, oh yeah, it'll be fun, whatever. But seriously, you are going to have so much access to so much and you already do with technology, but I would say going to college, like just making sure that you're staying rooted in community and in the word because it can seriously affect the rest of your life yeah 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 (laughs) okay so what is the best advice you've ever received a lot (laughs) um i would say so something my mom would always tell me is 
she would always like before I left the house she'd be like what are you gonna be and I would have to say intentional and she'd like and what do you have to protect from like my reputation and um she would tell me that all the time but now that I think about it I'm like oh my gosh like she's so true because being intentional is everything like with people checking in on people like how are you where are you at what what do you need how can I help like support you in this season of life how can I pray for you whatever just like intentionality goes such a long way like spiritually with friendships but then also with like your work like Mm -hmm. be intentional with God created us as to be workmanship for him so like what does that look like in your day-to-day work life like how do you be intentional in that? So I would say that was like huge. And then protecting your reputation, not in like a moral aspect of like, Oh, you have to do this and this and this to be this person. It's not all about that, but like you can, how can you protect your reputation, rep, what <laughs> reputation <laughs> in a way of like, for me at work, it's like, how do I protect who they view me as like in Christ? Because where I work in corporate America, it is, all over the place there are so many non-believers that I associate myself with every single day so for me it's like okay how do I protect the way that they view me because it will exemplify Christ or it will diminish him or it will distort him Mm -hmm. and so that's really big I would say for me in my season but that's probably good advice I got I guess Mm -hmm. yeah that's good I like noticed that a lot when you like worked at the barn I mean still knows that but like it was like every like me and Katie almost like it almost turned into a joke because it was like almost it felt like every Sunday night you would Katie would be like you want to get Starbucks tomorrow with Callie and I was like yeah I'm sure she'll just text us and you always texted us like Sunday night I get Starbucks in the morning but oh yeah that just like impacts people so much so yeah intentionality goes a long way that's for sure and it's sad because a lot of people are not that way and I've lost it a lot being shaded by like work I feel like I've like been so involved in work I'm like I've got to get better about Mm -hmm. still being a part of those people's lives but yeah well what's your best marriage slash relationship advice (laughs) advice today (laughs) all the advice I don't know why you're asking me um best relationship or marriage advice I would say and it's funny because I was telling you that I was talking about that in my D group this past Sunday, but Mm -hmm. I would say in like a lot of your age group girls that are in relationships, just like, again, be intentional, be mindful, always revert back to scripture. Like what does scripture say a godly marriage looks like? And obviously dating is not in the Bible, like engagement isn't even in scripture. Mm -hmm. So like, how do we use this view that God created marriage to be and you know, put that into a relationship with a certain extent there, like there are boundaries there. Um, but I would say for relationships, like obviously number one thing, like how does this line up with scripture? Is this a man of Christ? Like how does he exemplify Christ? Like he's essentially in a marriage, you know, he's ahead of you and he's supposed to lead you to the cross every day. So like, how does that look in your relationship? But I would say also, too, like, just be mindful of, like, who your friends think he is. And I was laughing because I know we were talking about that with my D group and stuff. But but it's so true. Like, you can become so blinded to 
being in a relationship with someone, especially in high school, because you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm in love and he's Mm -hmm. the greatest thing ever and whatever. Like I've been there. I promise. I was in a relationship in high school. It was terrible. It was toxic. Um, And I hope every day that like I took something out of it and grew from it and that the Lord like sanctified me in a lot of ways from it. But anyways, um, I would say all that to say like, there's a lot of regrets from it. And so definitely be intentional with who you're dating. Um, but yeah, with your friends, like who do your friends see that person to be? Like, do they have any red flags? Do they have any concerns? And I would say even more from like a non-believer, if a non-believer is looking at your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, and they're like, Hey, like here's some red flags, blah, blah, blah. And it's not even backed up with scripture than like red flag times 20, because (laughs) like if you have a friend that's a believer, that's like, Hey, like he's not leading well in this or like, and of course we all fall short to the glory of God, but like you get my overall just, I hope. So anyways, I would say, um, you know, listen to your friends, be intentional, always revert back to scripture and how that's exemplifying that. Um, and then I guess within marriage, like, wow, I honestly shouldn't even spend any time talking about marriage because (laughs) like the Lord was so kind to give us so much information about how he created marriage Mm -hmm. and what it was supposed to look like. And I feel like you guys get taught that a lot, but, um, I would say any and everything (laughs) out of marriage, like is in scripture. Like, don't listen to me Mm -hmm. revert back to God's word with that. Yeah. I don't know if that's really helpful, but What's, like, the best verse about marriage that you can think of? Or, like, passage, I guess. Hmm. That's a good question. Well, I think... I mean, I feel like we always go back to, like, First Corinthians, like, love is patient, love is kind. But, like, if you really, really take that passage into consideration and, like, you really indulge yourself in it, there's so much to take from it. Um, it oh, my dentist is texting me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I think there's a ton there that you can take apart I think there's a ton in Ephesians you can take I mean it's all throughout scripture but Mm -hmm. I would say I think Ephesians talks pretty in depth about like what a marriage should look like and how how it should be not that's not what I was gonna say is not what I was trying to say so I I, I, I diverse (laughs) um but anyways I don't really know if that was super helpful either. That's I think I'm, I'm really all over the place today. <laughs> it has been a really long day. Well, it's kind of not light in the mood because it was already a light mood. But what was your favorite memory slash thing about working at Briarwood? Uh, so, to be clear, I loved working at Briarwood. Mm. Like, genuinely loved it. Had the best time Wait, ever. I was making a noise. Okay, anyways, as you were. Yep. Just a quick pause. Oh, that's just my cop detector. Don't don't mind that. Um, I actually, no, surely they're legal. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't tell on me. Okay. The barn. Uh, no, I really loved it. I think, did you say my favorite thing about working at the yeah, barn? Yeah, thing slash memory. 
I think my favorite thing, truly, and I, I think I took it for granted while I was there for sure, was working with so many believers. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, the things that I hear and see happening and, like, the things that people say where I work now versus at the barn, like, I think I just took for granted that community and fellowship that I constantly had, mm-hmm. whereas now it has to be sought after for me. Like. Yeah. When I worked at the barn, it was like, I'm with believers. I go home to a great husband who leads me and, like, mm-hmm. pours into me so well. And so I just, like, was fully surrounded and submerged by the truth and by, like, mm-hmm. God's word. And, like, Jay did an incredible job of, like, loving us and, like, shepherding us well. So I would say, like, some of my favorite or one of my biggest favorite thing is that. But then aside from that, it was just, like, fun things with y'all that was, like, you know, we got to do random fun things that now I can't now my average work day I'm like sitting in meetings and like yeah you know gotta be like business professional every day (laughs) and like and I love it but there's sometimes where I'm like all right we can crack a joke here or there (laughs) I don't know it was it was really really fun and I enjoyed it but needed a little bit more structure in my life so um it's funny because Jay jokes with me all the time about like when are you ready to come back or we have this open or whatever so uh, but we've I've tried to stay as involved as I could since leaving so yeah always here (laughs) what's your favorite thing about being like a d-group leader uh I mean aside from like the discipleship aspect like obviously God told us demanded not demand well mm, I mean he told us to go and make disciples of all the nations so aside from like his command to us like I again like love being a part of other people's lives Mm -hmm. and being able to pour into them and point them to truth and I don't do that perfectly or even well sometimes but I think I definitely enjoy being able to be a part of something that's like much greater and bigger than myself and I like side note did not have anyone like that in high school Mm -hmm. uh, outside of my mom but like Let's just be so for real. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to listen to everything your mama tells you. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, you're just like, oh, okay, like, thanks, mom. Yeah. You know, but you're, like, to this, <laughs> in the back of your head, like, you don't get it. You don't, you're not going yeah. through what I'm going through. And, like, honestly, there are things that I don't even get that y'all are going through because I didn't have some of the access to things mm-hmm. that y'all have now. So, I get it. But, yeah, I mean, I hope that, like, I've been great to some of those girls and that they feel like they have a mentor that they feel like they have someone they can turn to in hard times but I would say that's probably what I love about it just like being a part of other people's lives and helping them Mm -hmm. help point them to the cross well what is your best we kind of kind of already talked about this but what's your best like workplace advice workplace Mm -hmm. who being a Christian liking like corporate like where I'm at now like yeah basically or just like any job that's not like the barn yeah I would say best advice is to again going back to being intentional like Mm -hmm. be intentional and be disciplined in your time in the word and with community because it is so easy to get brought down like it is so easy to transition out of like a full-time ministry role into corporate America and to see things in your life start to slip or like I don't know like for instance and I had this conversation with Allison Shaw the other day Mm -hmm. um I like when I first started working there like 
people in my office cuss all the time. Like, yeah. they drop the F word. They drop, like, GD all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Okay? Like, this is, like, a normal working environment for me. Yeah. And at first, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that, like, hurts my soul a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, don't say that. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then it's like you get to this point, because I've been there for a year now, where you're like, oh, that's normal. Like, it's normal for you to say this in a business meeting, and it's almost, like, not as jarring anymore. Mm-hmm. But I don't want that, you know, like I want like my soul to like genuinely hurt because like I hear these things or like the way someone's talking about someone in the workplace or whatever. So I would say like the biggest thing is to like be disciplined in in the word and in community because it's so important so that you're not brought down with everyone else. I mean, I've heard you've probably heard the analogy before where it's like if you're standing in the chair it's easier to pull someone down than to pull them up. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's so true, especially with corporate America. Yeah. Is a time in your life you really had to take heart? Um, I go back to like something recently, probably. What do you mean by take heart? Like you had to really like trust God. Yeah. 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 So, well, probably a lot of people don't know this at all, actually, but here we go. Um, <laughs> so, here's the tea. Uh, if, you're, if you even are listening this far. Um, I would say of recently, so, um, in last October, uh, Walker and I found out that I was pregnant and then we found out in December, um, the week of Christmas, that the baby didn't have a heartbeat. And so I ended up having to go through a miscarriage. And they gave us a couple of different op- options for it, like a surgery or like I had to take this med, whatever. Anyways, um, but I was like 10 weeks. So I was like to the point where there's, you know, there's, yeah. there's like a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that was really hard and like we're still working through a lot of it but um I would say immediately like we left the doctor's office I think at first I was like in such shock of like I mean what am I sp-? like you tell me a human is inside of me and it's dead like just logistically like that is what this is mm-hmm. that's weird yeah um but not only that it's like okay like that was a soul like it, it's just it's really weird I can't even I hope you no one ever has I mean it's very common it's like one in every four women have a miscarriage but um I say all that to say like immediately when we left the hospital Walker just all he kept saying was like we're gonna be okay we're gonna be okay and like kept like hugging me and like and I like got I was like I was like first of all hold on like I don't even want to be touched right now but I was like you don't literally it was I mean the spirit was like so comforting of like I told him you don't have to tell me like I know we're gonna be okay because at the end of the day like God is good he's sovereign he gives life he can take life and as much as I want to like disagree with it or fight back or like push back or ask questions like I'm okay like I'm going to be okay and there was like this sense of like hope and a lot of that like after my mom passed away it was like my world was ending I thought I was gonna die um and thankfully the Lord used that to like show me more of himself but I would say that like what we've been going through of recent was like I never for any second in that doubted the Lord like at any point and I think it could have been really easy for me to 
but I genuinely was like, okay, like, Lord, this was never my life. Like, or this life was like never mine to have. Like, it was never mine to grow or to give like this was yours you created this you made this and like you can take it at any point and I and I have to be okay with that and so while it has been hard there's been a lot of challenges with it like physically emotionally spiritually I think the Lord's been really kind to like teach me so much throughout all of this and I think it's like really sanctified our marriage too Mm -hmm. sorry that was a lot but you asked thank you for sharing that (laughs) yeah well it's one of those things that, like, there's, it's so personal that, like, no one really knows about it until you're going, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. no one would know that, yeah. that we had to, like, go through that. Because it's not like, it's not like when my mom passed away, like, mm-hmm. people knew her, like, this was yeah. public knowledge. But, like, this was, like, we hadn't even told anyone yet. Like, yeah. we were telling our parents on Christmas. So, Christmas was Saturday, and, like, my appointment was Monday. Yeah. And so, I, like, literally had to take this medicine and have the miscarriage the week of Christmas Mm -hmm. so it was a whole thing but so it was just very different like no one really Mm -hmm. knew about it for real yeah well for a while it was like hard to talk about and I didn't want to or it was like Mm -hmm. this like weird sense of like yeah what's going on um but now it's like to a place of like no like it's one in every four women have this happen to them like how can I help be there for other women now like I'm in a place now where I'm like okay like I can give myself to someone else Mm -hmm. that's going through that so hopefully in the future I'll be able to impact someone Mm -hmm. because of it because it's it's really weird so it's it's a very isolating time like Mm -hmm. no one really understands what you're going through Mm -hmm. like not even Walker could to some extent like empathize with me and try to sympathize Mm -hmm. but like he'd never had these body changes and he didn't have these hormones and he didn't like have to actually carry this little baby for a while and like feel all the things that I felt while that and then also have to like get it out like you know so Mm -hmm. it's just uh it's really weird yeah it was interesting but but I hope that I can somehow impact someone's life one day because of it yeah and that's good to remember too like not to like compare this to that at all but my like with like my social anxiety I think about that a lot because like even though that was like so hard to go through and I mean still stuff I'm working through but like I was telling a friend a few days ago like I used to be so terrified every time I'd go to the barn like and like you know mm-hmm. this but like I would which you would never like know like from just looking at me because I'm like right. the most social little butterfly especially now but like I would just sit in the car and I have to text like people and like see if someone was there and like all that and now, like, now I'm comfortable, like, because I know so many people there, and I'll just go in, but I think it's easier for me to, like, notice that in people, mm-hmm. especially because I, like, want to go into, like, ministry. I want to, like, go into youth ministry, um, and I can, like, see that in people, like, because mm-hmm. I, and I'm more understanding if someone, like, doesn't open up or this, like, because I, I can kind of see that, so, yep. it's cool to, like, already see how that's kind of, like, working for good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really, that's good, though, because I, um... You really have grown a lot from that, I think. I see that now. Yeah. And look at you. You're a little entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) You got, like, five different business going. (laughs) I can't even keep up. Like, I need your business card. (laughs) It's so wild. I really do tell people all the time, though, like, out of all of the people that I, like, I've 
been a part of their lives through college ministry and like byg or whatever like you're definitely one of the people i'm like she's gonna go somewhere like thank you you're gonna do (laughs) something great because you already have this like nuance to you that a lot of people don't have like who in the world at 16 years old starts a podcast (laughs) and like starts photography stuff and then somehow ended up doing all this stuff with some jewelry (laughs) And the, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, like who, what 16-year-old does that? Like, most 16-year-old girls or guys, like, just hang out with their friends and they're just, like, content with life. But you're like, okay, what's next? Like, what can I go get mm-hmm. after? I think that'll go a long way for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, sure. Lord. So. I'm with you. <laughs> so, one day when you, like, out there, big time in it, just remember. Oh, I'm well. still here. <laughs> Well, ooh, I thought it was a good one. What is your best friendship advice? Kind of goes back to some of the other ones, but friendship advice. Um, never, ever let a boy come between your friendship. Mm-hmm. Ever, it's not worth it. Oh my gosh, odds are if he is coming in between, it that red flag because your boyfriend should be so supportive of your friendships like there are things you need in a girl friendship like there are things Mm -hmm. that like I can complain to Walker about but he's not gonna understand it like Maddie is gonna get it or like my best friend from home Kayla is gonna get it like there are things that I have to call them about and they're like all right I got you like let's work through this where Walker (laughs) might be like okay that's traumatic and you know whatever but Mm -hmm. so I think it's so important to like have those girlfriends and like maintain those friendships and of course like they're girls that are toxic and like whatever like let's be mindful of the people we're friends with Mm -hmm. and what they're all about but I I would say biggest thing like never let a boy come between you it's just it's not worth it Mm -hmm. is that even what you asked me yeah best friendship advice I guess (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know. But I would also say, like, surround yourself with people that have the same interests. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean with, like, sports and stuff. I mean just, like, spiritually. Like, yeah. if you're constantly hanging out with people who are not living life for the Lord, then, like, that's going to start to impact you, mm-hmm. too. So, Because I feel like I've fallen into that a lot. Where, like, I'm trying to disciple. And so that's the only people I surround myself with. But then I'm like, okay, I need people that are also going to pour into me, you know, Mm -hmm. as I'm pouring into other people. So I think that's really important to remember. Yeah. I tell people all the time, you need a Timothy and a Paul in your (laughs) life. You need like someone pouring into you and someone you're pouring into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we just recorded an entire 30 minute clip. That, like, has never happened ever. When I recorded the guy episode, it was, like, two-minute clips, and then I'd have to stop because somebody would say something, and I was like, can't put that in there. But, um... <laughs> oh, I, um... How long are they usually? Like, 45... Well, the whole thing's more like 45 to 30 minutes, but... Oh, you're only, saying, like, we did... Okay, Yeah, I like, the saying. clips. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. So... Look, I got a lot to say all the time. <laughs> My mouth does not ever stay shut. Same. And Walker would attest to that. He would be like, yeah, she talks all the time. Yeah. I tell people, I'm like, well, you know, my job is, like, I'm always, like, talking with people Mm -hmm. at sales. But I'll tell people, I'm like, yeah, like, I could talk to a brick wall. And sometimes it starts talking back. So, you know, take that as you will. (laughs) For real. 
Well, I got back from, like, my band trip, and a bunch of people that I hung out with all said, because we went last weekend to St. Louis, and a bunch of people said that, like, their throats are real sore, because we were, like, chattering up the entire bus ride home. Like, we did it. not stop talking once. And I, like, literally, like, yesterday could barely, like, speak. Like, it was so raspy, which I was kind of worried about today. I was like, what if I can't speak at all? But, um, <laughs> it was really raspy, and finally my friend was like, Jackson, you just have to stop talking. I think it was Katie. It was like, you can't, you just... We just gotta cut the words. And I was like, I cannot do that. I cannot do that. I was like, I have to speak. Like, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but. That's hilarious. Yeah, so. Yeah. I love it. I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been fun. Thanks for coming on the mm-hmm. podcast. I'm sure everyone's gonna love this episode. Oh, gosh. So. I don't know. I kind of rambled a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. I hope there were some takeaways. <laughs> Biggest takeaway is uh, read the word. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. Okay, well, bye, guys. Peace.